0: Stadium events. This action packed game is controlled by your body movements. <laughs> Nostalgia: A chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean, and I'm Joe. Guys, how we feeling today? Little, little warm. Okay, warm. I was thinking maybe you'd be like a you know a little more relaxed because you've been stretching and uh, doing some body movements over the past couple of days. Yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life actually <laughs> after, after, after playing this game. Yes. yes, this is the forty-five thousand dollar episode. Uh, <laughs> assuming we all bought like loose copies of the game
1: at right. undermarket well, value. Well, no, mine was sealed in the box.
0: Oh, so your yeah. copy alone was forty five thousand. Yeah. I have 000. one
1: of the two existing copies in the I box. I don't own this game.
0: Okay, thank you for saying that. Uh, it is true. None <laughs> of us bought it. Hopefully, you know, I always say like, and you should play along too. I do that on Twitter. Don't. Like, and uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody actually commented about that. Sorry, I don't have your Twitter handle up. But somebody was like, "Oh, great! I'll just go get my copy of Stadium Events." <laughs> And I wrote back something like, worst $20,000 you'll ever spend. Like, do not spend $20,000 on that. But good news for those of you that like collecting or know the rarity of stadium events we're going to cover all that later in the episode we're going to start with just some first impressions about uh, a cult classic <laughs>
2: <laughs> i can't even say it yeah,
0: power pad game known as stadium events uh for the actually at the time it wasn't the power pad though it was like the, the family
2: fun fitness, center yeah, fitness center whatever
0: right so uh, sean you go first tell me your first impressions on stadium events
2: well it looks like it would be fun to play uh <laughs> I no I mean I, I feel like this is going to be the first game that we don't really have first hand no we 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 played Athletic World. Yes. We, we don't really have first hand knowledge of how this game is played because none of us own the power pad or own this game. We tried to get a power pad, that didn't work out. Um and so I just emulated it. And tried to play it with my fingers, and that is just a very weird sensation. Um, but yeah, I just I just fessed up to that.
1: Okay, <laughs> Joe. Well, I also have a confession to make. Uh, I'd like to get this off the, off my chest right off the bat. I actually didn't play this game. Great. So, but <laughs> so, you're also so not admitting
0: to emulation. So the police, <laughs> <that's good too. laughs> the police <laughs> right. will not be coming. Right. To I know that house. they listen. <laughs>
1: um, but I I did. So I tried to play this game. Could not get it to get it to to work. Get my cartridge to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your sealed so, yeah, cartridge. Sealed card- Maybe I to take it out of the box. I don't know. But um, but but I, I knew enough about the game that I, I figured I could probably watch a video and get what I need to know without having the power pad i don't know how much more i would have gained out of and playing you sort of it of jump the along yeah just jump right, along, yeah. While you watch. along with the video of that, uh, this
0: is a like, i like i guess it's my turn but you just reminded me of something that i actually did do back in the day of guitar heroes <laughs> like when guitar hero was a huge thing Guitar Hero, like, rocks the 80s, got, like, released early, and some guy got a copy of it and put it on YouTube, like, all of the tracks on Expert. You all, just... But they were auto-playing themselves, like, they just got to 100%. So I just took my plastic guitar, watched the YouTube videos, and played along, <laughs> not caring if it registered or not, but just getting used to, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do when the game comes out. Wow. I was very big on Guitar Hero. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned that in the past, but. He's a pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. I think it was top 100 on Xbox Live leaderboards, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but in terms of stadium events, uh, yeah, so I don't think that it is impossible to emulate this thing uh, with your fingers as the power pad, provided that you use them like a person.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, you know? it's definitely a thing like, I did it, it just feels super weird. Right,
0: it feels super weird, and we'll get into that, but yes, uh, it's impossible to, to play this game properly without a copy of Stadium Events retail <laughs> $20,000, and then a power pad uh, retail $80, but good luck finding one that works. Yeah. Uh, right. These things are known for not working while they were like making them. Yeah. So imagine trying to find one 20 years later. Now, I sh- I'm sure that some of you NES guys out there are going to tell me that you still have a working power pad, and I'm going to say, well, why didn't you just let it does i would have paid shipping and handling and send it back but you know that's why you can't be in my face about this because nobody was nice enough to offer us a uh, a power pad to borrow we would have played all the power pad it's, games
2: it's okay mike i'll hold you back you will not have to punch our viewers in the face
0: <laughs> Yep. and then my other first impression is uh you know you mentioned athletic world i was like haven't we played this game before isn't this basically yeah. like a mix of athletic world and
2: track and track field. and field yeah like- <laughs> pretty much i think athletic world looked funnier. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. I had the
0: camp thing going yeah. for it. This is like the Olympics.
2: <laughs> or some such.
0: There is an Olympic setting. Yeah. Like a, a just movie. the Olympics. <laughs> so, uh, let's do some Tales from the Manual, because there's a few gems in here. Uh, if you guys want to pull up your manuals. If anybody has their uh, probably retail $10,000 manual uh, lying around, just open up those flaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's very solid advice in the manual here. Uh, most importantly, we advise you to do warm-up exercises before you play this game. Like,
2: oh, that's a good idea.
0: Do you do you really think so though? Like, are you really doing like anything that's so technical that if you don't warm up beforehand? Well, you should always warm up, Mike. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> that's actually you know look not to get fitness in here, but I I'm just gonna say it. static stretching. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> you don't do it unless you
2: have been doing it and it works for you. Well, at least jog in place.
0: Yeah, something or, like wait, that. No, but you if have you're to jogging in anyway. place, you do that in the game. Right, <laughs> right. I don't understand where like, you know, touching your toes became like
1: a, a symbol of like, warming the, the, up. Yeah, that's more just a stretch to stretch, right. not to warm up. right? right? Exactly. Or to yeah. hurt yourself.
0: Yeah, or to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, because you can hurt yourself yeah. just by stretching. So there is that's that whole to thing know. going for it. But uh, I just uh, think, uh, that, yeah.
1: I'll take that out of my, my warm-up routine. Good. Okay, what was your warm-up routine for this game? The same as I do for, for all the, the games that we play. you know, uh, The same as I did for Duck Hunt, the same as I did for Mario uh, Wrecking Crew. Yeah, okay, yeah, so which you guys like, all know like a couple is,
0: finger so. crunches or...
1: Yeah, it's just everything. It's the You down it's a beer? P ninety x. I do ninety days of P ninety x before any game. Before any game, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like to take my index finger and my middle finger and just hit A and B as rapidly as possible on an NES controller just to warm them up. That's why uh, if you ever see anybody in the arcade play like Street Fighter, they usually just go over to an empty arcade cabinet and just tap all the buttons as
2: fast as they can with one hand. Just I to honestly the... thought you were messing with me for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You actually do that?
1: Oh no, no, absolutely with... oh. no. Neither. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> wow, neither. <laughs>
1: That was like a full circle, like <laughs> tricking you. You thought you were—I <laughs> can't even describe what just right. happened.
0: Neither of those things happened. If you ever see somebody not playing an actual arcade game but just sitting there tapping the buttons, they just ran out of money. <laughs> you know, they're not practicing. They're not warming up their fingers. Uh, but okay, enough of that. Another great suggestion from the manual: tape down your power pad. It's a good idea. Like put tape over it. But, and then, okay, like here's your, what I think it, it, on your floor. It, it, or here's or, what I'm like,
2: thinking: the material of the power pad is pretty cheap looking. I'm pretty sure that it would it would get if it's on a rug, it's just gonna fly all over the place if you're if you're bouncing on it. Like I've stepped right. on a power
0: pad. I've I've done all that. I can confirm it's a slippery thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I I think instead of it folding at one point like a weird twister, uh, pad. Um, you should you should tape it down. I because I mean, you're professional.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't disagree, but I feel like it's such a jank like suggestion. Like we, we couldn't figure out a way to make this work. So, like get find some, some tape books. Out of your door, yeah, find out of your some drawer. books and make
2: some
1: <laughs> some paperweights right. out of yeah, them. Let's yeah, let's be honest. Like Scotch tape isn't going to do it either. Yeah, you, <laughs> you need like, like duct tape, like, tape. Yeah, or it's yeah duct Gorilla tape. Yeah. You know, like is Gorilla tape a thing or just Gorilla glue. I think Gorilla has yeah. tape too. Very nice.
0: Uh, so I just thought like tape down your power pad seems very to Joe's point like wonky and just like, you know, why couldn't they come up with like a Velcro Velcro solution or something like that? And they just leave it to you. They're like, if yours happens to be slippery, we're not saying they're slippery. (laughs) If yours happens to be slippery, tape it down. You know, just like nail that thing. But like if it is slippery, it's
1: your fault. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And then just my last observance, I don't know if you guys have any, but at the very back of the manual there's a section for score recording. And I guess they just didn't want people to play this game for very long because there's just not enough entries. There's enough time to maybe play the game like 12 to 15 times and then you're out of space. So like <laughs> who's recording records and what are they doing with
2: them? Uh, I think that it was uh, – it's it's more of something that you'd bring to a Kinko's okay. um, and scan them uh, or uh, did they have scanners back then? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: 1987.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's like a. It's a worksheet. I think it was Xeroxing back then, though, right? Yeah. Like a Xerox, Xerox machine. Yeah. yeah. And that's like that's like 60s, right? But
2: yeah, I'm saying Xerox was still big. <laughs> we cannot stay on topic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't there want to. Talk it, about? We're
0: done. We don't want to stay on topic because now we're going to get into the gameplay. Provided nobody else has any other manual impressions. The manual also just overall
2: very unhelpful. Never yeah, really tells I, you exactly. Oh, you know what cool I will to say. Do. Go ahead. I like the shape of it. It looks like a Super NES manual. Okay. It, instead of like the the more more uh, rectangular. Mm. I mean, they're all rectangles, rectangles. But you know, the the, the skinnier manuals of the NES cartridges. Um, this one has a has more of a booklet shape that that really came came mm. to uh, came to came to bloom
1: right,
0: the, in super the NES. the kind you'd see
2: in like an RPG quest kind of thing. But now
0: yeah. it's you know it's like well, a big yeah, thick booklet.
1: And then, <laughs> so <laughs> the format of the book is really uh, it's kind of like has anyone ever read House of Leaves? It's very similar to House of Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> to anybody who it's has a, not read House of Leaves, joke, you're though. not missing anything. No, it's you're a like, great book. No, don't oh, to no, it. no, no it's great
0: I'm sorry, I meant about like
1: like that, oh. that wouldn't
0: make sense to people. Who oh yeah, have yeah. House you're not even leaves. if
1: you have read House of Leaves, you probably don't know why we brought it up. But that's okay. <laughs> it's a good book. Okay, great. Uh, I do have one more thing. Just it's just a small thing that the, the first thing in here is the types of events, and it looks it looks to me like oh, it's going to tell me how to play these events, but it just like tells you like how the events like just what tells running like, is. yeah what yeah, like what the 100 meter dash is and like
0: yeah they never say like okay if you want to do the 100 meter dash in stadium events make sure you place both feet right. firmly on the power pad and then uh, before the gun goes off don't release your feet you know yeah, like, duh, that's a false start like they don't say those things they just say don't false start you get three yeah. chances yeah <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's the manual anybody else good okay gameplay do we need to talk about, like, how to play this thing? I'll, I'll lay it down like this, okay? The power pad, you use only the B side in this one, which is basically just, uh, like, 16 inputs, uh, two, six, 12, 12 inputs, yeah. and between those 12 inputs, there's six on one side, six on the other, if you split it down perfectly in half, symmetrically, so one half of the power pad is for player A, and the other half is for player B, so you only you know if you're playing this game alone you're only ever using one half of the power pad the bigger problem is is that the power pad speeds are set between the back half being normal speed the middle two buttons being advanced speed and the two buttons at the front of the power pad being super speed now why would you ever use anything but super
2: Wait, what is yeah. this speed? How does it how does it quantify speed?
0: It just makes you move. It makes your character move faster if you're running in the one and two digits as opposed to the really so yeah.
1: this, But the speed of your feet still also factor in too, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Just like easier on the fast. Yeah, speed? It's just like you'll run it in yeah. human speeds if right. you go on super. Maybe it's just like your own choice of like your own difficulty level. You want it to be really hard. You're supposed uh, to I stand on the slow. I don't, I don't dots. understand that at all. That's that's stupid.
0: <laughs> it, to me, I guess I understand Joe's point of like if you get tired of losing. A lot like you can just jump up to the super speed one and guarantee yourself a victory. But if you want a challenge from the computer, run at the normal speed and actually try to run very hard. But I'm gonna <laughs> shift this segment over to Joe because I think he's about to break the game for us a little and tell us that this game isn't about running right. at
1: all. Oh, see, see, when you run, you make a stride, right? You know, so this is just from the video I watched, but. The, you, he he keeps his feet so close to the power pad because it just seems like the the way to break the game. The person that's, the, demonstrating, the person this that's game. demonstrating on you know on on, on YouTube here, uh, who I'm watching right now actually, <laughs> um, he keeps his feet so close to the pad at all times. He pretty much just like vibrates his feet. Like just it's not like you're running. It's like it's just like like a twinkle toes thing in place to just get the the quickest inputs possible. So I I can't imagine it like. Feels like running at all. Uh, <laughs> and I did try it. I tried what he was doing just in my in my room by myself. <laughs> uh, and I can confirm it doesn't feel like running.
0: And there's just no way There's no way to simulate running on a power pad. This was right. never going to be. A, if anything, most people probably play this game take the opposite approach and just do like high knees. You know? Right. Like they, but you can that. I understand was supposed that, to do.
1: like, yeah, you're not going to be able to feel like you're running because it's not a treadmill. But. Just like the idea that like you're yeah, you're not even like lifting your your legs up off the track you're just like vibrating on a power pad. Which yeah, <laughs> I guess like even weird, even
0: shuffling would work as long as you're yeah. sliding off the inputs you're getting it in and it's probably the fastest way to get it done. And that's like that 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 just covers running in general. It's the hundred meter dash, the hurdles, uh, even like when you're running for the jumps. Like that's the only thing that this game pretty much revolves around is you alternating your feet as fast as you can to build up a momentum,
2: and then if it's a hurdle, you jump in the air, or if it's a... I just want to (laughs) point out that out of context, if we're not talking about the power pad, you are just sort of sarcastically describing running. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, it's true. And And if there's a hurdle, you jump up with your feet.
0: (laughs) But the thing that bugs me about the game is not even that it gets the running part of it wrong because a power pad just couldn't possibly simulate it it gets jumping wrong too okay mm-hmm. so just just to break it down in like the easiest way possible let's talk about the triple jump yeah okay? this
2: is something that is physically impossible to do correctly with the power pad right
0: so so for those of you that don't know in the triple jump you run uh for a certain amount of distance you're allowed to like run all the way up to a line and then you're forced to jump on your left leg your right leg and then both legs hence the triple jump you get three jumps and they're all continuous do you have to go left first uh, that right I actually first? don't oh. know for sure if you have to start on a particular foot. I just know that it's it's alternate and then finally. You can't choose like left, both, right. Yeah, you know? that would be weird. Um, yeah, it would be weird. <laughs> but So the, the interesting thing about this when it comes to playing it in stadium events is that first you just sh- vibrate your feet as fast as possible <laughs> because the game determines that the faster you're running, the further you'll jump. I buy that. Okay, sure. But you're not actually running. And then it, it doesn't register an input... For just jumping with just your left foot. You can land with both feet, and it will still just treat it like you're landing no. on just your left foot. And then you can sit there for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Just having the character on screen stuck with their left foot, and then jump back up, and then the guy goes on to his right foot, and he goes Further than anybody who's ever jumped in place has ever gone, <laughs> and then you do it one more time.
1: Right, it like it like saves the momentum from your earlier jump. It's like you just store that while you're standing still for five minutes. You're building kinetic yeah, energy right. <laughs> while, like, while you're resting.
0: Yeah, but uh, but then the bigger problem is also is that like. Jumping in the real world, especially for, like, long jump and triple jump, requires somebody to jump forward. Yeah. This requires you to jump in the air, so you can't even stay up that long. Like, nobody no. can defy the laws of physics and
2: jump I, up I remember very- doing this with the, the triple jump with my fingers I, I did the uh, – it took some practice, but I learned how to jump with my fingers uh, with this game on a keyboard. <laughs> These out-of-context bites are took, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it took practice to learn how to jump it with did, your fingers? Because I have to figure out, like, all right, this, this is how this would work. And, and okay. using no input as an input is a weird feeling for me. So you have to lift your fingers up, and I tried to make it feel like a jump again. And just like, this would never work in real life. How hmm. how would I have this much airtime to right. get you right. wouldn't even you
0: wouldn't you just there's yeah. just no way. So that's you, the most <laughs> interesting thing about it is just that like what it wants to simulate is this like you built up all this energy running in place and now you're going to jump very far, but no matter what, I don't care who you are, you
2: can't stay <laughs> yeah. very long I say in the what air. You
1: should do is you should get the power pad and a pull-up bar. Above you. Hey. And you can if you want to make this a workout, you do a few pull-ups while you're in the air. Let, let your guy just fly <laughs> for a while and then you land.
0: Are you um you're the guy who's creating a workout plan based entirely on stadium events, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah you might have heard of my you know my, my new program.
0: <laughs> yeah. Joe's stadium events. Joe's yeah. stadium events. It retails for significantly less than thirty thousand
2: dollars. <laughs> yes, but still too expensive.
0: So I, I really just if there's one complaint I have, it's that and by the way, that's it. Hundred meter dash hurdles Two
2: jumps, that's the game. And you get your medals. There's also different people to play against that are animals. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I didn't even notice that, actually, if we're being honest. Turtle?
0: Oh, their name is Animal. Oh, I thought you meant like you could actually race a turtle. Oh, no, that'd be Uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. okay, no. That I know. (laughs) Like the different difficulties of the computer based on their. Yes, that's really the
2: only other. That's the only other detail from this game. Was Bear one of them? Bear no, is the like, second oh, one. Okay. So it's
0: like, but it's not even enough that there's only four different options. And there's not enough that, like, they're not all that compelling. And there's not really, like, a a thing other than that Olympics mode, which is essentially just scoring you out of 100, which doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, you ran uh, 12 seconds in the 100 meter? Here, Sixty points. Like who decides? <laughs> <laughs> On what merit. <laughs>
2: we decide, Mike. Right.
0: And and then and then the worst part is that after all of that, they can't even get these sports done correctly. It's the equivalent of like them building a hockey controller, you know, like like you just hold this hockey stick, and when and then when you hit it, it simulates like a slap shot. Yeah. Except for instead, that's what you use to skate. Yeah, you, know? like you just use the hockey you stick to You have to, to drag skate. the stick back and forth. Right, you know, like that's what they've done here is that they've just figured out a way to be like, well, it's kind
2: of like the hundred meter dash because you're moving. I feel like Mike, you are especially offended because they they've personally attacked you.
0: Yeah, well, yes, as as a runnering, runnering, running running <laughs> running fanatic, uh, yeah, this is just this isn't what I wanted it to be, and I really enjoyed if you remember uh, track and field. Yeah, and that was just pushing buttons. So clearly, <laughs> uh, I'm not against re- running games. I'm just against like the uh, I love Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, they <laughs> really run. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I just don't understand why they. Thought that this was gonna maybe they didn't think this was gonna translate well. Maybe they knew they had a gimmick, (laughs) you know? (laughs) They obviously
1: did. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't matter how like far technology has come or how far back you know how far it was back in the eighties. But like, just feel like you you just see this and you you don't think like, wow, this is like this is like real the real Olympics. and, And another thing too is that.
0: It's that point in your life when you get older that you realize like everybody just deceives you. like you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> is the power is like the power glove also? Did they know that that sucked? Yes, they knew that sucked. They yeah. still shipped it. They still sold like over a hundred thousand of those guys. So what do they care? Like it's just weird to know, like you know, it's like you mean they weren't thinking about the game design they were just trying to sell a product. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so so sad now. This podcast has gotten depressing.
0: Well, it's about to get even more depressing because we're going to move into the rarity section of stadium events.
2: This isn't essential games list. This
0: is not this is not the essential games list. This is just us talking about how rare this game is, the story behind it, and all that fun stuff. I'm not gonna get too into it, but I would love to talk about just collecting NES games in general. So let me just hit you up with a couple facts this way we can kind of like set the tone. A near mint plus VGA copy, and VGA is the company that grades video games. If you can believe it, there is somebody that does that, just like how there's like the yeah, CGC like the, the for comic comics. Thing. Yeah, uh, there's things for art too that grade art and stuff like that, and baseball cards and stuff. Like, so. the, hold on,
2: not like Picasso, no. But like they 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 grade the quality of the art. No,
0: um, more like making sure that it's authentic. And, oh, okay, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so a near mint plus VGA copy in 2015 sold for $35,000 and that's with the box and the manual okay there are actually around 23 sealed copies of this game i think that's an interesting stat because you would think that a game that's this rare you know uh would only have like maybe one or two sealed copies but there's apparently around 23 of them and that's actually because like a guy who was at like a Sears liquidation sale, like basically found yeah. like a lot of NES games still sealed that they never sold. I Think he found and,
2: eighteen? Was it eighteen? Some um, I don't was, actually. It was I thought, three boxes. In yeah, of 18. I think you're right.
0: Eighteen, and he gave away six, and then kept twelve to himself. <laughs> uh, and then, but he also had like a ton of other NES games too. And he's a huge collector. And I just think like that's so. Interesting, like uh, um, it wound up being like 250 sealed cases of individual games for the NES, all made before 1991. And um, he knew he had the storage space, so he just stored it there for like forever. And now um, these copies sell for like $35,000 complete. I think like the cheapest they'll sell loose is like maybe $11,000, $12,000, like without the box and the manual. And that's because they just don't know how many there are of these. They don't know how many sold. Uh, There's actually, like, a common belief that for any NES game that ever came out, uh, like, 100,000 had to be printed. But that's that's not true. Like, that just doesn't add up for stadium events. We know that there's not 100,000 copies. And it's believed that they weren't, like, burned. You know, like... like, like, ET copies were like buried yeah.
2: in Arizona, I think. But that, that was a myth and then it turned out to be true. Right, right. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, I don't
0: think that they're actually turned, that someone one day is going to find like 60,000 copies of Stadium. So we events. think that this is just
2: like a limited run thing? I
0: think that there's probably, well, the thing is that Nintendo will actually go on to buy the the family fun fitness pad and this thing and put it under the power pad yeah. and remarket all these games so that's why this one like comes did, and goes so fast I, I could be
1: wrong I thought I remember reading while I was just looking up about this that didn't they recall this game
0: yeah because they yeah. they wound up putting it under a different right, name right. world so that, class so, see, so now view, we're yeah.
2: now we're just sort of talking about our own uh, sources on the internet because a lot of a lot of this is secondhand obviously. But my source... He posits it's not obviously provable that there wasn't a recall. It was just that they didn't make many of them in the first place. Well,
1: my source actually talks about your source. And he <laughs> mentions that, that he's lying. <laughs> are, you, are you being serious? No. <laughs> I don't know who your source is. Yeah. No, no, I,
0: I, I get you. Uh, I think that like that's half the fun of this, though, right? Is that this game in particular is mostly valued on speculation because uh, there's a very well-known website, NintendoAge.com, that actually focuses on like all collecting of all things nintendo and they even try to like track down how many copies of any game exist period like whether it's sealed or or you know just cart only or what the actual production runs were and that's why i say like there's only actually around 23 sealed copies more could possibly turn up but I think 23 still seems high to me when you, when you think about that $35,000 number. So that's why I first want to talk about – we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about collecting in general for video games, and then we're going to talk about, like, value of, the, of, <laughs> of, an, of NES, right? <laughs> like, just, just value. So, Sean, if you wouldn't mind starting us off, your general thoughts on collecting video games.
2: I, I think that collecting video games is – you know, it's a worthy endeavor uh, if you like to collect things, why not collect video games? They do have a value uh, beyond just it existing. They, they, they provide fun entertainment. Um, when it comes to collecting anything, though, I think that the perceived and actual value of things can just break the economy. Um, I can't think of any other game, aside from Stadium Events, that it turns into this much of of a, of a of a leap from however much this game was MSRP'd for probably like 50 60 bucks or 80 with the peripheral mm-hmm. to $36,000 I I cannot I cannot fathom why that exists like we'll get into the value of anything I guess later mm-hmm. but I cannot see where this comes from I know that that supply I'm sorry that I know that demand Creates value, but why is it so demanded?
1: Joe, any uh, thoughts on I, collecting? I don't have much of like a, uh, you know, I don't have much of like a preconceived opinion on, on collecting. I don't really, I haven't really thought about it too much, but um, but I do find it really interesting. Like actually, the same kind of thing. What makes it so valuable? Why you know why is the supply so low? Like I know in some cases, like if a if a game or if anything is not well received when it when it comes out. And then years later, people find out, wow, that's an amazing game, but they only made a few of them because nobody was buying them back then. Like, I just feel like that's that's very interesting the the different ways things can become rare and 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 have such crazy value. So to that, like, I, I do think it's definitely uh, it's definitely a good endeavor to try and collect things if you're thinking of it that way. I mean, or how, for whatever reason you do, but that's one that I that would be like something that I I would be more interested in is like collect based on projecting. What its value is going to be? Yeah, right. Yeah, which was you know, I got my whole collection <laughs> of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so I'm not going to get into like why people collect. I, I hope that you guys didn't think that's what I was setting it up to be. But I'm actually just going to talk, you know, because I think like people collect for any reason, right? right? They're totally, either try- yeah. some people are trying to fill a hole, other people <laughs> want to like amass every like like that's a big thing for video games amassing like everything for a specific system that seems to be like a common goal there are now like there's a new movement of collectors i guess because prices have gotten so high on retro gaming that are just trying to curate like a a copy of of, like what they think are the essential games of anything you know kind of like what we're doing with our essential Mm -hmm. games list is that a lot of people are just saying like this is my Super Nintendo collection, and it's, like, a hundred games that they feel really confident yeah. about, like, still being of value and also of time, you know? Like, yeah, that's cool. So I think, for me, what I want to talk about when it comes to video game collecting is actually three different aspects. So the first aspect, of course, being that collecting is important from a preservation standpoint. Like, oh, yeah, Like, video totally. games definitely need to be preserved, and I think that, like there's you know there's a lot of worthy endeavors all around the world right now trying to preserve video games and that's why like we don't frown upon emulation because sooner or later that might be the only way to play some of these games cuz they get lost to license rights mm-hmm. or companies don't re-release those games and so we I definitely think it's important for people to collect games just
1: to say like well at least this
0: guy has every right. copy of every yeah, NES game.
1: There's not enough people like officially doing it. There's not like an official archive, is there? No
0: well yeah. there is the there is the video game hall of fame and there is something um I think they get into the Library of Congress
2: sometimes yeah, too. Yeah,
0: there is a thing with the Library of Congress and there's another thing that Frank Seffaldi and a bunch of other guys are doing that's like involving like making sure that these things get uploaded. Like like forget that it's a rare copy. Like anybody who even has prototypes, it's just making sure like We'll pay to secure your prototype, upload it, and send it back to you. Like, we don't actually want it. We just want to make sure it's preserved. Mm -hmm. So that's all cool stuff. Another aspect of collecting, when it comes to video games specifically, that's interesting, is, like, playability of these games. Whereas, like, people who collect comics just have to make sure they keep them out of the sun. You know? (laughs) You don't have to actually... Or, you know, for sometimes, it's like, don't read it because the binding might fall out. With video games... A lot of them, uh, you know, like the cartridges, some of them just won't work in another, like, 50 yeah. years. And a, uh, disc rot is definitely a thing. So, like, yeah. discs just, like, PS1 games just won't work someday in mm-hmm. the, probably the near future. So, in that regard, like, collecting's kind of weird for video games, right? Because if you have, like, things that just aren't going to be playable but you own the, the cases and the disc for them, is it still going to hold the same value or is it just seen as more of, like, an object like, a, like like what a, I
2: was saying earlier with that where, where I was saying that the value came from the fact that it could be played at some point, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, and I think like that's why it's important to make sure these things are preserved. But then the third thing I want to talk about that definitely relates to stadium events here is that I can't really think of too many other examples in other collecting mediums that I know about where something like stadium events happens. So if you look at like comics, right? All the most valuable comics for any particular run of anything have to do with key issues that are very, very important. So, like, Amazing Spider-Man number one is very expensive because it was the first issue. And we don't know if there were more printed of Amazing Spider-Man number one
1: versus number two.
2: See, well, (laughs) I I see it more as uh, I don't come from any kind of collecting background, but I know enough about about it to mention like i think that this is more like a coin collecting thing where misprints have more value than the actual correct coin like if it says the wrong date or uh, an an, or a date that never happened right sure (laughs) uh that also exists in comics though too with different like
0: price variants listed on like the comic or different like oh this is the uk version but they don't actually become worth more even if less were printed
1: so so there aren't like comics that are notoriously bad or just not so great that was just like would have a very few of them. Yeah, 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 no, there's just not that's really. And I think
0: that's interesting is like there might be some stuff from, um, you know, like Dark Horse or um, Image Comics. Image Comics obviously does like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. So it's like when you have things like that, like that's a very popular series. So of course that number one goes for a lot of money, even though it's not even actually that rare, but people want to own that number one copy. But another thing from Image that maybe didn't get a large run, but just also isn't popular, isn't going to sell for nearly as much. Whereas Stadium Events is the hardest, like, the most expensive commercially released NES game of all time. Like, there's nothing that even comes close to it other than, like, you know, other uh, competition cards or the Nintendo Power Championships. Like, things like that come close in value. But there's no, like, Super Mario Brothers, oh, that's the that's the NES game. Like, it's going to be worth so much, you know? Like, there's just so many of them. There's just so many of them. But even in, like, baseball cards, you know, it's not like oh, they only printed, like, 15 of this guy, but he sucked, so these baseball cards are worth a lot. It's like, no, people want the Mickey Mantle rookie card because he <laughs> was awesome, you know? Like, I just think it's interesting that this really terrible game sells for so high just because it's the thing keeping people back from finishing their collection. Yeah, I guess just that <laughs> completionist push. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If like, there wasn't a completionist push, there was recently a uh, copy of Super Mario Brothers that was completely sealed and was a black box version and believed to be, like, one of the first printed runs of Super Mario Bros. And I don't know what that sold for, but I, I think it was, like, $100,000. And I think the belief was is that someday this will be the Action Comics number one of the actual video game market once everything gets figured out. Action Comics number one is the no, first I, appearance No, I know of what you what No, no i just telling yeah. the, the people at home. Oh, okay. Action Comics number one is the first appearance of Superman. And, like, so a lot of people believe that since this is a sealed never open like first print copy of super mario brothers that this is a bigger deal than say something like stadium events and i just don't know how true i think that
2: is this is all without logic to me and i know that is just from an economics point of view this this does make sense economically but i i think that 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 sort of speculation of I'm gonna buy this at a hundred k because I think at one point this is gonna be a million, at least like in, but like not even regarding inflation that this is gonna be worth ten times more down the line is just odd. Like that's quite the bet. This is just this is another form of betting.
0: Yeah, and and I think like yeah, it's an interesting thing to talk about because video games as a medium, people talk about like retro game being very expensive. But what's very expensive? Like Chrono Trigger sells for eighty dollars. I think it's worth eighty dollars.
2: I think yeah, like if I you mean, first, game, you know, right it's still $60. in the range. <laughs> yeah, still in the yeah. range of what a video game goes for. Right,
0: and and so I'm saying like I I think it's just interesting that like video games haven't even like fully hit their peak in terms of like value as an art because even in the seventies you could have bought a copy of Action Comics number no. one. I don't know what it would be inflation adjusted, but you could have bought a copy of Action Comics number no. one for maybe a hundred thousand, and now it sells for three million. Oh, you know? so that and did so, happen. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was a time where these things were like, and people thought that guy
1: was crazy in the 70s. Like,
0: you're buying a copy of Superman, like, for $100,000. Yeah, actually, one of and your like,
1: ancestors had a podcast, <laughs> and they called that guy out. One of your ancestors from the 70s. Yeah. Like, My dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ancestor,
0: right? And I did confirm that that Super Mario Brothers sealed copy did sell for $100,150 back in um, earlier this year, February. They had f-
2: to get that extra 150
0: huh? Yeah, February of 2019 yeah i don't know where the 150 comes into <laughs> Shipping play and handling. but you know i i think just to just to wrap this up my general feelings on game collecting as someone who owns a lot of video games is that there came a point where i was trying to collect so much that i forgot why i was collecting in the first place for video games and i wound up becoming one of those curator guys who nice. decided to just like garage sale sell anything that i knew i either was never going to play had no interest in, or didn't like, or finished. You know, I was just mm-hmm. like, "Well, this is like the this is the last time I'm ever gonna play this yeah, game," and I still have 800 but, yeah. video games. Uh, but also, <laughs>
1: still, I do see a point of like people who just are into collecting it just because it's a hobby. Like they just want to collect. Like that. That's you yeah. Know. I mean, there
0: are people who build like man caves around this uh, right. this kind of thing. You know, like it's and it is beautiful when all of the boxes yeah. are there too. You mm-hmm. know, like I think that's crazy. It's impressive that there's. I think there's like. I'm probably lowballing it, but I think there's four to five guys who actually have, like, complete boxed copies of the NES system. Wow. Like, just everything that ever came out for it that you could get in a box. There are things that are more rare that we talked about, like the Nintendo Championships gold cart and the Nintendo Campus Challenge and things like that. Those those things were never, like, released, so it makes sense that they're very expensive because (laughs) the only way to get your hands on them were to, like, either steal them or buy them way later at auction. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the whole, um, you know, prototype thing where like people just find these prototypes at like estate sales and then they wind up holding onto them. And it's like, if you have a prototype copy, uh, which I don't think exists, but if anybody had like a prototype copy of super Mario brothers, you better believe that thing would sell un- unbelievable numbers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's my spiel on uh, game collecting. If any of this was interesting to you, I'm going to recommend a documentary called Nintendo Quest. Have either of you heard of this? No. no. So you have to buy it. There's no way to like, like you know, I'm just saying like, it's <laughs> not like on Netflix or anything like that. But if you're interested in watching this documentary, it's about two guys that give themselves 30 days oh, to travel around yes. the United States and get and so no online auctions or anything like that travel to the United States and find people who they can buy every NES copy of of every game so that they have a complete collection within 30 days so they have to find somebody and then like they'll buy like okay we need these 60 games so we'll buy these 60 from you and then can you tell us another guy and they, so they eventually just go from like huh. collector to collector seeing their collections which is cool and then also buying them and finishing up their chart and they do secure a copy of stadium events how would of you spoiler events. that? you spoiled it well I mean I'm sorry (laughs) I didn't think it was a big deal we'll edit that Um, out I doubt I doubt people who are interested in this would
1: think that like they wouldn't succeed in the goal but I mean it could have turned into a a documentary about friendship that's true you only only said that they got stadium events they could have failed at every other game yeah Yeah,
0: and to be honest I haven't um, watched the whole thing so I don't know if they actually (laughs) completed it
1: could have been at the end like someone might have stolen stadium events from them Oh, that would stink. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, let's just do it for fun. This is the Essential <laughs> Games List.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know why
1: we're doing it. Uh, here it is, the Essential Games List. Joe, give me your vote. Well, we said a lot of negative things about this game, but there, th- th- there are some positive things. Uh, it's in compliance with FCC regulations as one. <laughs> um, it, there's a 90-day limited warranty. Which is also a very Warranties good. These are very pro consumer. Right. So I think that this game is essential. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if you if you want my explanation for why it's not essential, you could just listen to what everything I said this episode. Yeah. It's 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 not great. It's not essential.
0: I would like the idea of you doing a power trip and saying, like, I'm gonna vote an essential <laughs> yeah.
1: because I know you two won't
0: because you need the Right. Uh, then you guys
2: can't. Right. I'm we controlling actually, yeah. no, You're just playing chicken with us because I could just vote an essential too. You
1: wouldn't do that. You're right. Yeah, we can't have another... Um, oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'll, I'll go right into my... We can't have another slalom on our we hands. cannot so, have well, another we'll, slalom. will never be another slalom. <laughs> Nothing will be as good as
2: slalom. Um, I think that this game... All of the games... All of the value that this game holds is in its story. In its story of how... Bandai had this whole peripheral and and then sold it to Nintendo because they asked nicely pretty much and the whole rarity of the it's it's a it's a good story it's a fun 15 minute youtube uh video or a 43 and a half minute podcast. We don't talk about this game too much on this on this episode because it has no value in the, as a video game. Its only value is as a collector collector's item. So I vote it an unessential. And to no one's surprise, I will
0: also vote it unessential because nah, never mind guys. You know why. Like it just doesn't. <laughs> it, what 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 would make it essential? I don't think Power Pad games can be essential if we're just gonna like if I'm just gonna like say it right now. I'm not sure if any of the other five or six That's games take. that are coming out for the Power Pad.
1: I, I just don't know what would make it. What essential if it makes you feel game. like you're
2: there? Like, feel like you, you're there.
1: Do you have something that you could add to it that like you're like if you open just had world? This, yeah, open world. A treadmill. Right. If they right. would
0: have just put you on a treadmill and had this game and been able to tell like oh well he's going six miles per hour. So we'll have him run six miles per hour. But then it just becomes real running. So just go outside. <laughs> you know. <like laughs> yeah. Just go outside and run at right. that point. Then it's essential. You can do the triple jump without a pit of sand. I'm promising it. Is uh, is running essential? Running is essential. Uh, a lot of people tell you running is bad for your joints. They're just not doing it properly. Let's be <laughs> honest. There's just no way that a guy like Elio K- Kipchoge can like run a marathon in two hours and one minute a bunch of times which is by the way the fastest of all time and be completely fine faster than he rabbit can't,
2: he can't shave off those last minute and a half that like can he just get it's 159? it's very hard
0: <laughs> you know just because like humans like round numbers we like you know like yeah. things I, like, I want
2: it right under 2
0: yeah i know as i'm saying i think like people want 159 59 and it's like just because that's a nice number doesn't mean it's like humanly possible whatever mike <laughs> well everybody knows that Sean that's, a, that's actually a meta reference to a future episode oh, oh yeah and I think that's a great way to close out this episode so don't forget it's www.nostalgicast.com. that's where you'll find links to everything else that we do um, except for our twitter I should really get a link to the twitter up on there because the twitter is where things happen you want to see like weird pictures of kids dancing on power pads? I did it all this week. I posted pictures of kids dancing on power pads <laughs> on the Twitter, uh, the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you should lose the the. It's cleaner. That's Very a reference nice. to a movie that yeah. has nothing to do with nostalgia. Well, it does now. Oh, because we linked it. Because you referenced Very it. Very cool. Yeah. It yeah, the whole we do link. have a Facebook. Yep. In that case, I'm also going to say mm-hmm. Barack Obama, because now he's a part of the podcast. Right. Like, yeah. in some way or <laughs> another. You know? It's not controversial to pick old presidents. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I say George Washington, right, no one's going to be like, how dare yeah. you? What about
2: George Washington Carver?
0: The peanut butter guy?
2: Yeah. Peanuts or peanut butter? Well, mostly peanuts. He was a He did a lot of peanut work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I No, it's true.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, no, you were laughing, and I just didn't just want so, to like, you're, just, you're so
1: knowledgeable. Yeah, what about
0: um, Marie Curie? Who's that? Uh, you know, the, the, I said her last name wrong, but I'm talking about... Marie the, Curie? Yeah, I said oh, Curie. Oh. I, I was trying to be, like, that. French about it, but it <laughs> Marie just... Marie Curie. Yeah, it just didn't work. Uh, Snoop Dogg.
1: <laughs> These yeah. are all people that this are going to be future yeah. guests on the episode. This is I'm what nostalgic. the podcast is about
0: now. Right. I'm actually going to update our Apple podcast uh, information thing to just featuring be like... Snoop featuring Doug. Snoop Dogg. Featuring Snoop Dogg. I'm Michael Esposito. Practically everything I said after I signed up the show was not true. Uh, so don't sue me. It's false. And uh, you can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter. I almost never post. And I'll talk to you soon.